Hello, gentlemen. Hello, sir. So hey. this this was my idea for this episode. I wanted to talk about stuff that grinds our gears or just really ruffles our feathers. And I feel like we've been we've done twenty episodes. Uh, Jake, you said before we started, or when we started on the first take of this episode, that we've been pretty cordial <laughs> and gentlemanly <Yeah. laughs> for the first. But uh, I just want to go right into it and say one of the things that really frustrates me is that people sometimes are not appreciative of their time and their jobs that they have are fortunate to have. And mm. and I, you know, I'm not a kind of person that, like, I don't love fast food. I would much rather, if I'm eating, I would rather I made it or someone I know made the food or I'm actually going to a sit-down restaurant and having a well-prepared meal. Right. If I'm spending money somewhere, I would rather have it be for quality stuff but there are some vices i have one of uh the places that i go when i'm that i love to go on the road especially in the midwest like colorado east to nebraska and very few places in between like kansas and all that uh Mm. is taco john's it's like a tex-mex rest uh fast food chain and I remember yeah. this one time I went in to order food in the lobby and there was one guy up at the cash register who was uh, taking the orders for anybody that came to the lobby and also the drive through But then there was one other guy in the back, just one other guy making the food. And someone right. had ordered, like he said over the headset, he said, so you want an extra hot sauce? And he like turns to me and is like, this isn't Applebee's, bro. And I was like, okay, Applebee's is already like a really crappy restaurant. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I could make everything I make at Applebee's. Everything you make at Applebee's, I could make at home. It's just the fact that you're preparing it for me makes it mm. a little bit easier, you know. <clears throat> and Applebee's is right. like nothing else is open. Go to the bar have a blue moon and some wings mm. and some fries. Like, don't get Half crazy. Half-price apps. <laughs> yeah. price apps, yeah. The only good thing about Applebee's is half-price apps, to be yeah. honest. So the guy at Taco John's, like, you you asked for extra hot sauce. Someone, Isn't that just putting putting an extra packet of hot sauce in the bag? Yes. Like, he's not actually applying it to the food. No, and, and the guy that took the call wasn't even the one that was providing the extra hot sauce. It was just the the guy in the mm. back and it was like just this thing where like I just feel like people not being appreciative of a job and you know people that I get it it's a drive through you know this isn't the rich Carlton where you're like sitting down and having a some kind of like five course meal that's five right. star prepared but it's like you know there's a lot of people that don't even have a job that would be so happy to have that job and like provide a service. That's the thing. Mm. It's like if you're providing a service, you know, I get like you're driving through Starbucks and you order like a crazy drink that no one has heard of. And the the barista has to repeat it back to understand what, what you're having, you know, and the most of when I go to Starbucks, I'm just getting a black coffee. Most of the time, but I totally get it. You know, you you're already stressed in in a, especially in a coffee shop environment. You're super stressed, but it's like try to make your experience better by just like having a positive attitude. How how, mm-hmm. how hard is it to just have like <laughs> just act like you want to be there? You know what I mean? You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Well, have and to, just ha- like basic decency like yes it's not an outlandish thing for someone to ask for an extra packet of hot sauce oh so just say gosh. okay thank you, you know thank <laughs> just you be for polite. letting me get this off my chest 
You're welcome. I could tell that this has been weighing on you for a while. This is a short side story. My my wife's dad um, used to go to McDonald's like at least once a week in in their hometown just to get breakfast easy on his way to work. And um, like, you know, when he first started going, it was several years ago, there was he was realizing that he wasn't getting any napkins in his, uh, like in the bag. And so like one of the fourth or fifth times he went, he said, Hey, you know what? Would it be possible to get some napkins in, in the bag? Um, and the person at the intercom was like, yes, yeah, absolutely. And so he went up and got his food and then he, Went into the bag and pulled out the napkin, and there was a piece of gum between the two Ugh. pieces of napkin. <laughs> and Jeez. so he he's not like a, a tuck his tail guy. Like he went in right. to the lobby, drove around, went to the lobby, and was like, I want to talk to the manager. Someone put a piece of chewed gum in my napkin. And the manager mm. was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like Jeez. There's nothing, you know, it's probably hard. It's probably him. Yeah, <laughs> could have been. It's like, it's hard enough to keep people on board with this job. I'm not going to fire anybody for a piece of gum. Oh, yeah. That's what I think about all the time when I go through fast food. It's like, I try to be, that's what we do a lot because we're on the road, you know, super late at night mm. and nothing else is open. And I try to be respectful that the fact that it's 11 p.m., and they probably don't want to be there. But man, right. do not stutter in the drive-thru. Do not like mess up. <laughs> Pressure is on. Yeah. Okay. On the flip side of that coin though, um, like my girlfriend works in the service industry and some of the stories that she tells about um, the guests that come in are just mind boggling. Like the stuff that people do at restaurants is just absurd, like super rude, really just <laughs> taking advantage of the, you know, the customer is always right sort of mantra that the service industry exists on, you know? Yes. Like, I feel like you could make the same point about the other side too. Like, just in general, don't be an asshole. And like everybody's life is a little bit smoother, I would say. You should go on about that a little bit, like kind of the stuff she deals with that's hard for her (laughs) it would be better for her to do it honestly (laughs) but she's a she's a manager at a restaurant so whenever there are like major issues at a table or something you know she is the one that has to go deal with it and a lot of times like it's people that there are some cases it seems like where there are people that have um pattern behavior like they they're regulars there they're they go in often and just always kind of pull the same shit. And yeah, it's just like, it's, she doesn't like those employees don't get paid enough to like really tell these people how they feel about it. So they just yeah. kind of have to paste on a smile and like try to make it right. And somehow, even if the person is being absolutely ridiculous, like basically it's like the, the example of like basically eating your entire meal before you realizing there's yeah. quote unquote a hair in it. <laughs> And sending it back and then asking for the next one to go. Well, I've wasted all of my time here, so I'll take the next one to go and I'll just eat it at home. Okay, so you just got yourself a free lunch for tomorrow, basically, is what just happened, you know. Things like that, like just just crazy stuff. So I I definitely could not I've never worked in a restaurant. Like I that's never a thing that I've done. And I know that it's probably better for the greater good that I didn't. And I might be um you know, a certified murderer. Had <laughs> yeah. I, <done> that. <laughs> I would go nuclear. Like if someone, uh, you know, and I think some of those situations, it's very obviously the customer that is making it very difficult for you. Right. You know, and uh, I would like if someone ordered a steak a certain way and it came out that way and I knew it did. And they ate the whole thing and then said, you know, that wasn't medium rare. Yeah. I would I would just flip the table and be yeah. like out of there. 
Yeah. And like, uh, she'll tell me like, I had to give these people like a gift card for this. And I was like, why didn't you just tell them to F off? Yeah. <laughs> it's easy for me to say that, you know, because I, I am not involved at all, you know, yeah. but like I, I could not imagine just being like trying to make these people feel justified in, in their like ridiculousness. Like they, yes. she always knows when they're, when they're running a game, you know, yep. like it's always really obvious too. But it has yeah, to play along like, a little bit. Yeah, I feel yeah. like people are really hard on people who, in the service industry too. Like there's this sort of entitlement as a customer when you walk in and sit down at a table that you just subconsciously have, I feel like, and you, you think like they're there to, you know, be at your every beck and call and it has to be exactly how you want it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're the ones to blame. And it's like, dude, it could just be somebody after school trying to make money to help pay rent for their family working a part-time mm-hmm, right. job. And like, you just don't know people's stories. And I feel like that's, that's the hard thing is like you walk in and you're, you know, you're dealing with that. I think as the, somebody who might be sitting on a nearby table watching it go down, it's hard to like, just like, you just feel so bad. You just yeah. want to like punch them in the face. Be like, you nothing makes me... Nothing makes me more upset than like being within earshot of somebody just like abusing like their server or something. Yeah. Like I've I've witnessed um like old dudes that are entitled, you know, like old rich dudes basically just tear <laughs> into this high school girl who's just like a server at this restaurant because yep. like everything wasn't up to par to his standards or whatever and he just wanted to flex on you know, it's like, what do you feel good about yourself now, sir? Yeah, like just, exactly. yeah. yeah. I, and like one of my big pet peeves is going out to eat with people that, uh, don't tip. Mm. And like, mm. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that you need to leave a baller tip all the time, you know? And I just am of the mindset that if you can't afford the tip, then you probably shouldn't have gone out to the meal yes. in general. 100%. And, like I have been out to eat with guys, guys, especially I feel like are really snobby and just they'll tip like $5 on a $50 tab or something, just like something ridiculous. They they ordered like 20 beers in this to the point where the server was just bringing them to them without asking. And then they leave like $3 tip or something yeah. on top of all their food. It's like, bro, you got the good service. Okay, you yes. like got a service, pay for the service because that server is probably making minimum wage and not making enough to put up with your drunk ass and like all this, <laughs> all the stupid crap that she's dealing with on top of that or he or she. So just tip. Yeah. Just tip. Yeah. Tyler always has said that too at, at our shows and it's gone a long ways. Like, you know, a lot of times since we play all these venues, we're getting free drinks and as the artist and... Um, you know, so you're really not paying for anything the whole night. Right. And the least thing that you can do, like the least you can do is just tip. And Tyler's always been really big on that. Every time we roll into a place, he, he always kind of, you know, always makes the comment, like tip your bartenders. And as somebody who's getting some service like that for free, I think, there's this whole misconception that, okay, you're an artist, you're a performer, like you walk in and everybody should bow beneath you and like it's your room for the night. You should just get right. everything that you want. And it's like the whole green M&Ms thing, you know, on your on your <laughs> concert right. writer. And, but I think going into those with a mindset of like you're also doing a service to the people that are there, like you're providing entertainment, you're needs are not greater than theirs. You're just part of Mm -hmm. like the entire night. You're part of the entire team and everything that goes down kind of like changes the, the outlook on it. And after like, you know, 20 some shows and you're tired and strung out and you haven't eaten all day, sometimes you just like really want to tear into a burger and like (laughs) your hanger sets in and those are the hard times to remember. But, uh, I feel like we, we try to remember to do that when we can, but I think seeing it happen firsthand, like you guys are mentioning, like kind of reinforces that mindset 
to like not be a not be a dick. Well, yeah, a lot. A lot of bands probably show up just expecting we get everything paid for, so get whatever we want and go. But there's a ton of venues, especially the ones that we've been playing more recently, where they just keep us refilled constantly. You know, there's mm-hmm. been like the bartenders that will just bring us a new whiskey when they realize we're low, you know, and we won't say anything on stage, you know, like, right. Hey, I need some more whiskey. You know, they just do it. But like when you're drinking three or four drinks for free, I feel like the least you could do is like tip 20 bucks a person, you know, right. as a band, because, because the, you know, three or four drinks is like 40 or 50 bucks a right. piece at when you're out. And so it just, I don't know it. It it went. It's always gone a long way with us in the beginning, like just making sure that the staff is taken care of and stuff. And and most of the time, if it's a place that has food or whatever, which I guess hasn't been more recently, it's been places saying, "Here you go. Here's some money. Go get some food where you want." Right. But um, in the I think that's, in this, that reminds me of that story when we played. Um, like a lot of the venues we play, yeah, they do that. And so we <clears throat> one night door dashed some food <laughs> to the venue, but um the the green room green room upstairs was pretty small and there was another band playing. It was like the opener. So we just we decided to go down and set up in the sprinter and gave them the room and like had our own space and stuff. And uh so we door dashed some food but in order to like explain, you know, only gives you so many characters when you're on the mm. app to explain like directions on where to deliver <laughs> the food when they arrive. Right. There's no way you can like type everything out to explain, hey, we're playing this venue and like you can't come in because doors aren't open yet, but call us when you get here. Right. So we just put deliver to Gray Van. <laughs> and, uh, this kid shows up and he's like a teenager and he comes to the venue and we're parked out front like it or out back and it's plugged into the side of the venue and so I'm just kind of like watching him drive around on the app you know you can like track their little vehicle mm-hmm. and you see him like spinning around and driving in circles and missing <laughs> their turns and coming back and he he arrives at the venue and so I wait a minute and I'm like looking around and I don't see him and he calls me and he's like hey bro I'm here and so we like we open the van door or I was explaining to him I was like hey we're in the in the gray van like do you see that anywhere are you nearby and he's like he's like oh yeah and so we open the door and he's literally like three feet in front of the door he's like oh he just like freaks out throws us the food and runs off because he totally knew he's like oh this is a band he was nervous hopefully he knew otherwise it was real sketch he may have thought you were gonna kidnap him yeah yeah we're in the candy van out front <laughs> those, those uh van doors are pretty loud when they open up too so <laughs> scared him that's when you want to tip. Yeah, I think uh, one of my big pet peeves is just being not taking care of uh, people that are taking care of you, you know, in return. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it goes that. a long ways. Definitely. Like, what are some other things that really bother you guys? Are you, like, feeling like something happened this week or today or anything that just, like, normally wouldn't bother you, but because you're tired or you, like, skip lunch or something, it, like... Affected you <laughs> ten times more. I can't say that it's something that doesn't normally bother me, but I can say something that absolutely one hundred percent of the time bothers me, and that is the sound of people chewing or just the sound of people eating, uh, like in general. Yeah, and this has started to become a, a thing, like a kind of a meme between my girlfriend and I. But uh, she has this tendency to whenever she eats something to take like the first three chews basically with her mouth open and then finish the chews, the rest of the chews with her mouth closed. And so naturally, (laughs) like this is definitely a me problem. Like I have whatever that condition is where the sound of people eating just like makes me see red. Like it is seriously 
nails on the chalkboard for me. I, I just looked it up. Scientists crack why eating sounds can make people angry. Why some people become enraged by sounds such as eating or breathing has been explained by brain scan studies. The condition, misophonia, mm -hmm. is far more than simply disliking noises such as nails being scraped on a scrap on a backboard. That's you. Was it like OCD yeah. or something? You have misophonia. Definitely have misophonia. Like I've had to leave. I've been at the dinner table with like my family. And if the TV or something's not on to like drown yeah. out the noise, I have to leave. Like I will finish eating super fast. Be like, okay, well that was great. And I have to leave and like go scream into a pillow because it drives me up a wall. So my girlfriend, like she, she eats normally. Like I'm not trying to say she eats like an animal and is like slopping her food around, but I've just, we've been living together for a, a little while now. And I've noticed that when she eats something like chips, she'll like crunch on the first three or four chews, like, yeah. and then like take the last couple chews with her mouth shut. Like, you know, so I'll say, Hey, chew with your mouth shut and she'll like get on me like my mouth is closed like because she finishes it that way you know and so then uh she's gonna love this episode yeah, <laughs> yeah it just becomes this back and forth but the saving grace here is it's not just her it's like i literally can't yeah. stand the sound of anybody eating like i'm not trying yeah. to make it sound like she eats weird it's no it's a it's a thing that i have but i just can't dude i can't i can't do it it drives me so like literally mad <laughs> i'm the same way and i feel like when you're out eating with people it's not as big of a deal because there's a lot of ambient noise and talking and so you're right you know but when you live with someone or you're in a close proximity with someone like i do the same thing if it's happening i have to turn the tv on or something and i'm not like a tv on while we're eating kind of person you know, right? Like, neither am I. You know, you know. I don't think it's like a big deal. Like if you want to eat your meal in front of a Netflix show or whatever, but I try to, you know, like use that time to like spend some time together eating and right. A, a, you know, like family table, quote unquote thing. But if it's like at lunchtime, you know, if it's like super obnoxious, I'm like, oh my, I gotta turn something on because I can't. Yeah, and it's me. I mean. Just from, you know, and I've read about this before and I've heard before, like, if you have a problem with it, it's your disorder or whatever, you right. know, and like, <laughs> I mean, I get that, but I also think like, <laughs> chew with your mouth closed, you know, like, <laughs> I'm right. not, you but know, you, but you also, you can't go to anyone and be like, hey, like, no. I have misophonia. Can you just, like, yeah. chill with the chewing? They'd be like, what the are you yeah. talking about? And it's I'm like just your, eating. Your girl, she chews with her mouth shut, so it's not a thing. It's just, like, you right. know, when she pops it in her mouth, she's just, like, testing it out. A little crunchy, a little more mouth open <laughs> yeah. thing. It's totally fine. I get it. But, like, the people that are, like, going through their whole meal just inhaling more oxygen than they take in any other part of the day. <laughs> I, I realize that I I have the issue and I'm not okay with it. So I try yeah. to turn on the TV or whatever, just like something to get some noise. And yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Like that's, that's one of the things you learn young is like chew with your mouth closed and like mm -hmm. try to be polite at the dinner table. And I think especially from the Midwest where we grew up, like family table, we don't have a TV on. We're like talking about the day and stuff. Like, right <laughs> when that house is super quiet, and, yeah, and people are crunching and stuff, it can be really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really unfortunate. This actually, a, this is a funny one to me. <laughs> it's so, my so problem. You just you avoid like <laughs> gatherings like Thanksgiving and. <laughs> You just don't show I up dread, anymore. I dread it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love, like, I love sharing meals with people. That's the weird thing. Like, I, I love being able to go out to eat with friends and stuff and, like, having group dinners and, and things. Like, that's, it's unfortunate that, like, my go-to bonding thing is also the thing that drives me the most insane, depending yeah. on how, how the person eats or what they're eating or whatever. That's yeah. why you yeah, go like, to like loud Irish pubs to eat. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but yeah, like I totally get like when people are just inhaling what like a lot of aggressive breathing <laughs> while they're eating. I'm like, are you having like a relationship with what's going on here? Are you, is it really that good? Do you, you have to moan between between bites? Like, dude, just relax. It's well, we get it. The food is good. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like this. What he's having. <laughs> this is exactly. probably something that really affects a lot of people that we just kind of deal with, you know, because. You know, at the end of the day, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a super big deal, but like. Not yet. Not until I pop off on someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. What's well, something that really grinds your gears? Come on now. People that walk slow. Yep. That's on my list too. <laughs> Man, like I'm not a speed walker, but if I'm, if I'm going somewhere, like I like to get from point A to point B in like a timely fashion. I'm not a person who enjoys wasting time. <laughs> right. And if I'm walking somewhere and, and it, it always seems to be in a place where I can't even get around them. You know, you do that <laughs> thing where like you approach like two or three people from behind and they're walking slow and you kind of like veer to the left, but you can't quite get through. So you like slow down and then you like pull an audible and you go to the right. Yeah, you can't get by them on that side, and then you just like slow down all together, and you just you like look around like you're up. stuck. Yeah, you just you can't do anything about it. And at the very next turn, like the next chance or the next turn around somewhere, you blow past them, and then they're probably like <laughs> under their breath, like "Geez, what the hell is that guy's problem?" Yeah, you look like the asshole for some right. reason. <laughs> but you're like, I'm gonna be late, or I. You know, then I think to myself, should I just have left five minutes earlier and not been pissed off at these innocent civilians? Or is no. this my fault? Like, do I no, it's not have an fault. urgency? But like some people just don't care. Like they right. have no, but then again, more power to you if you just can like, you know, waste nine hours of an afternoon walking around <laughs> somewhere without an agenda. <laughs> This is way too relatable. <laughs> I can't. Dude, yeah, that it it seriously drives me nuts when people I'm not saying you got to be like um as intense as maybe I am sometimes when I go places, but when people just have no like sense of urgency or any concept of like having some place to be, you know? Like when, when I think of slow walkers, I immediately think of when I go to Walmart to do my grocery shopping. Like I actually posted about this on the similar vein podcast, uh, story a few weeks ago about like, can someone explain to me why it was a good idea to bring your entire family of five to Walmart as like a family outing? Because all they were doing was taking up the entire aisle, like walking as a pack, but like naturally slower than a single person would walk because they were corralling these like four kids and the dad was just there. You know, like obviously the mom was doing the grocery shopping and the dad had like never done it before. So he was just there like dicking around with the kids, basically like inciting a riot with all of his kids. And <laughs> it really, uh, you know, I could not get around them. I was stuck in that aisle for like three days, I felt like. So yeah, yeah they definitely in a, in a line. Just like side by side rather than like clustered <laughs> right. together. Like that Red Rover game that we used to play where you lock <laughs> yeah. arms and like send someone through the line. <laughs> yes. I feel yeah. you. Dude, that, I feel you. Yeah, that drives me nuts. I yeah. I get really worked up. I get really, really worked up about a lot of things. I have a pretty short temper, unfortunately. <laughs> Like for me to hear Nick say that he even has a pet peeve is surprising to me because he's such an even keel guy. <laughs> yeah. I just think I I have an unhealthy tendency to let it boil too long and then it blows up uh, some other way. Yeah. Um, which is like probably just as bad as having a short fuse. So yeah, I, I at least let the steam out pretty regularly. Um, I feel like that's good. Yeah. You brought up things like things that are amplified yeah, like when, when you're, you're already in a bad mood. Sure, you guys can relate to this one. Um, when I'm already in a bad mood and then I get in my car and I go drive somewhere, uh, my road rage is pretty bad. Like mm. every little thing that someone does 
even if it's like there are times where I'll do something wrong, admittedly, and I will still like scream at the top of my lungs at the person <laughs> across the lane from me or whatever. Are you guys like, do you guys have any bad driving pet peeves or uh, road rage stories or any, anything <laughs> to make me feel better about myself about this one? <laughs> Nick, Nick has told me, you know, after we've been on the road together for years, but one of the things that Nick has told me is like, man, like in the nicest way possible. And he doesn't mean anything bad by it. He's like, I don't care <laughs> about your road rage. <laughs> like, because, because really it is all about the driver just being frustrated and you could let yeah. it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, um, there's, there's this one I know specifically, um, we were leaving Oregon, uh, first day of tour. I think this was like a couple of years ago. Um, I was driving around a semi um, who was on in the right lane. I'd passed him on the left, and we don't go super fast in the van because we're usually pulling a trailer, or even if we're not pulling a trailer, we have four people and, you know, a ton of gear, a thousand pounds of gear, right? So I get around this truck driver and I didn't even realize it, but apparently I had cut this guy off <laughs> that I, I didn't even notice. Okay. Yeah. So this guy in this BMW pulls in front of me um, in the right lane, slows way down, you know, just hits the brakes. So, me and this truck driver behind me, we have to slam on the brakes to slow down, right? So he stays there, you know, going 40 miles an hour on a 70 mile an hour interstate. So he had stayed there for long enough, like a minute long, where I was like, okay, well, I don't know if he's trying to exit now or what, but I'm going to go over into the left lane to try to get around him. And obviously, you know, I mean, you know what he does. He pulls over in the left lane, slams on the brakes. Everybody in the right lane passes us. It's just like this whole thing. You know what I mean? And then right. I pull back over into the right lane when I finally have a chance. He tries to cut me off, but I had got around him just in time. And so he had to go behind me. And then he got stuck behind that same truck before and then... I was just on down the road and in the, you know, we left, um, home at like 7am and for musicians, that's like 2am. So right. everybody, you know, including Nick was like pretty much asleep mm -hmm. and, you know, Nick and I always say a musician's morning is 10am. And so this was, this was before that, you know, but I'm I'm driving and I just wanted to like turn around and be like, did you guys just like, and I turn around and everyone's asleep and I was like, God, like <laughs> I just wanted you to like, that was not me. Right. Like I, right. I must have, you know, maybe it was me. Maybe I was trying to pass this truck, but the fact that the, this van only goes 65 miles an hour when I'm driving it, um, is not my fault. That's what we right. do. So if I am, I'm really sorry if you had to go 65 miles an hour for a minute while I pass this truck. It's, mm. man, if, oh man, road rage stuff, like you get into that like seven lane traffic, mm. you know, you go to California, Texas is seven lane stuff. Like it can be super frustrating because- it, it people your time is not as valuable as theirs right like Never, they don't yeah. <laughs> they don't care what you have going on they got to get where they're going and i and i've taken the mindset over the last few years especially in the rig that we've been in you know it's a, it's a big old van and mm. i feel like there's some forgiveness there um for people because they you know 
who knows what's in that van? Is it like work stuff? Is it heavy? Whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. Well, and it's but, hard to see. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make your own space and exactly. vehicles like that. Yeah. And that's the, I remember um, when we were driving Goldie, uh, Ben Frerichs, who played bass with us, all three of us have played with him um, back in the day. You know, this was just like a Chevy, like 2,500 Right. little van conversion van but he was like you need to just throw the blinker on and start drifting into the next yeah. lane <laughs> and people <laughs> will get out of your way and i've totally taken that mindset with the sprinter is like if i throw the blinker on and i just start slowly going over everything's yeah. okay it's when i try to be like a speed racer and yeah. like be competitive in traffic it's not gonna happen not in that right. van. So oh, I, I can get super frustrated about that. Like, but I, I totally get it. I get that most of the time when we roll into town, it's like late afternoon, like mm-hmm. clock out time. So we're trying to like make our way in this traffic that's just trying to get home or get off work. Right. I, I've tried to, as I get more, I don't know if I'm more wise ever, but I've I've tried to have more wisdom and understand that people just need to get home, and I'm just right. a guy in your city that doesn't From belong out of town. here. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, that helps us too. Like the plates being out of yeah. town gets us a lot. There's of like two. There's two kinds of people. There's people that will. Get super mad and then see the plates and be like, "Well, they're not from yeah. here, so all right." And then the other person is like, "Get out these of here, towners! What are they even <laughs> yeah. doing? They're not even from here, you know." Yeah, yeah so, I feel yeah. like when you drive a big rig, too, people think that you drive slower, but it's really not true. It's just bigger, so you look like right. you're driving slower, and they like cut in front of you. And but it's a completely different thing to drive. Like if you're looking to go somewhere and get somewhere quick, you don't hop in the sprinter van. You right. Know, it's like, it's definitely all about what you're driving, and you see the people, you know the people, you know the guy. You can see him, you can see his face right now as I'm describing him in his little sports car <laughs> without a top on it. You know what he looks like, but you know he's always going to be in a hurry. Yeah. And then this is a stereotype of like, uh, you know, the truck drivers and all that, but. Um, the worst thing is like we're driving down the interstate and you look over and you see a truck driver reading a newspaper. <laughs> then you're kind of like, yeah. well, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah. The funny thing about um, your story, Ty, is that you probably, this guy was probably flying up in the left lane, like probably speeding. I'm just guessing. Yes. And you cut him off. So that pissed him off. But then... Like the amount of time that he had to go a slightly slower <laughs> speed compared to the amount of time that he sat in front of you going an even slower speed, like he could have probably been to wherever he was going. Yeah, you know? that's what I always think is like if you're in such a hurry, the time that you're taking to road rage me. Right. Is, not in a big enough hurry to not make yeah, his point, you know. I don't care about how fast you need to go now because you've cut me off. Yeah, <laughs> I hate... Uh, you know, I'm all for people having really nice cars. You know, I aspire to have a really nice car someday. I'm not one of these people that yes. thinks, you know, everyone who yeah. drives a nice car is an asshole. But yes. I've noticed that a lot of road ragey um, stuff happens triggered by people driving really nice cars. And I think there's like this mentality of like they have this entitlement to the road. But I hate when dudes with really fast cars think they have to get to every red light faster than everyone else, but then they just sit at the red light for the same amount of time. You know, you all get there and sit there for the same amount of time. There's one time where this guy was was trying to do that, like just in a hurry or whatever. And I, my car does not have, you know, like 500 pound feet of torque so it, it doesn't just like get up and go right off the line like he wanted it to so i was just like normally accelerating off at a green light like you know you're supposed to because i didn't want to give myself whiplash or whatever <laughs> and he lays on his horn because i apparently wasn't taken off fast enough for him and so 
me being the guy that I am, like I had had a rough day at work that day, you know, so I was in a bad mood already. So yeah. I just like kept on it, my, my speed. And I had my hand out the window and I just like gave him, <laughs> I didn't give him the bird, but I gave him the open hand. Like, what do like you, what? Yeah. like hands up? Like, what are you honking <laughs> at me for? And then he pulls up next to me, like at the next red light. And it was that awkward, like, all right, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. You know, cause he's right next to you. But he was not happy with me, flipping me off, yelling at me through the window. And I was just like, ah, not even going to look because this guy's a, this guy's not worth it. But yeah, <laughs> it's like compensation syndrome or something, dude. I don't know. Road rage <laughs> is an interesting thing because like, I don't often flip the bird at people when they're doing something <laughs> stupid. So I have been known to do it a few times. Usually yeah. to cars that could outrun me and catch me anywhere I was trying to go. So it's not like the yeah. wisest thing to do. But I have often like been on the receiving end of something ridiculous and just like put yeah. together every combination of swear words I could possibly think up and just like legitimately yell louder than I've ever yelled before in my life. Just like at this person that I will never see and like yeah. probably didn't even mean to do anything. So I don't There's know. There was this weird this weird thing that happened. I was coming home from Denver. I had f flown out to Portland to do some studio stuff and I was um driving home from the airport to Nebraska and um like an hour or so down the road, just in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, um I was getting ready to pass this little car. And they throttled it after I went into the left lane and, you know, like matched my speed. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, if you want to go that fast, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to go fast. I'm just trying to go. I had my cruise on. Right. So I dropped back into the right lane and then they slow way down. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like this weird thing of like, you know, what what am I doing to, right? You know, I'm I'm trying to. I've got my crew set at seventy eight miles an hour. Like, what are we doing? Right. So they slow down. I go back around them, not speeding at all. Still going my same speed. They do the same thing. Speed up. So mm. I drop behind them. <laughs> I turn my brights on because I'm like. Okay, if you're going to play this game, I'm not going to make it comfortable for you to just cruise in front of me <laughs> in the right lane, you know? And right. so I put my brights on. They slow down again. I finally, I get in the left lane, go in my speed, and they're exiting, and the driver just sticks his hand out the window and flips me off. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, I'm trying to tell you that you're, you're inconveniencing me right now. Right. Like I, I put my brights on so you know, hey man, I'm trying to go 78 and you're just go 78, go 80 then and just right. get out of my way. And I don't know what it is about cars. It's like an internet thing where people feel like that they're like more brazen because mm. they're behind a 2000 pound steel machine. But I can yeah. tell you, the amount of times that Nick and I on the road have seen like actual road rage happen. You, brother, you remember that one time we were parked camping for the night and we heard this loud tire screech, looked at the window, and it looked like from what we saw, this car had slammed on its brakes in front of another. Mm. And then that car behind them ran into the back of them. And it's like, did did either of you win? Right. Right there, you know, like, yeah, I, I know you're so mad, but you're behind a wheel and you feel like you're more, you're Superman or something. No. Right. You, you're costing yourself a lot of money to play this game. Right. I, I've never, I've never understood it. I mean, I've, I've, I've been, you know, when I first started driving and I was in a little car that was like a hand-me-down car, I'm sure right. I played stupid games on the road but it's like i don't i don't get that i mean there's people that would nowadays 
will follow you home. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of my not- biggest fears. Like <laughs> on the, the few times that I've like let a bird go, I'm always like, yeah, you better be like, ready. <laughs> you better be ready for this dude to follow you home. <laughs> yep. My dad, gotta- I, think, I think my dad has a story like that. Like yeah. my dad gave a guy the bird and luckily my dad would come out on top against basically Oh, your dad's like seven foot day. tall. <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm pretty sure my mom told me that they were driving together and someone followed him home after my dad gave him the bird or something. Scary. But then yeah, my dad yeah. got out of the truck and they drove away. So. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary. But so leaving, um, you know, we're going to be leaving for tour soon. So my... My set, my job that I've had for the you know the last eight months, I'm gonna be done with. But kind of as I've been exiting, Dad has kind of told me some of the old like bar fight stories. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, just like I guess I can say a, a pet peeve of mine, you know, and, and I know not everyone will experience this, but those venues that we used, especially that we used to go play, that was like a bar. Mm. Where they're used to having like the regulators in and all week, and then the, right, you're the touring band that comes in on Friday or Saturday. Um, I remember specifically, um, somewhere in Texas, I went to order a burger, and the bartender was, I I said I wanted a cheeseburger, but he he was giving me like a a time about how I was ordering it or like. Mm. Do you want a cheeseburger or do you want the cheeseburger that we have around here? And I was kind of like, (laughs) I mean, I guess the one you have around here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like meat and bread and then the rest, whatever. Um, Just things like that. But my dad was telling me this story. You know, my dad's like a, like a five, seven guy, you know, he's not Mm -hmm. big, but back in the day, um, when he first moved out here, he used to hang with a, a couple of guys that were, you know, big, big guys. Farm which, boys, yeah. Which, yeah, which is I always, you know, I, I would say the same thing. Like when I hang out with you two, I'm not too worried. Like if I ever got in a fight at a bar, <laughs> because I, I'd be like, those are my friends over there. Those two, you know, yeah, you know. But, but this guy was like, I've met this guy, and he's like, you know, you're six two, right? You know. 270 pound guy and huge um, that farm boy muscle like you said but my dad said that they used to go out and drink at these bars and stuff when they were younger and they would always for some reason there's you know if the regulars are there and they see you as a group of guys coming in they Mm. just have like a animosity towards you being there yep and so my dad said um, this was just today we were talking about this. <laughs> he was like, we went in, we had some beers. We could tell these guys were kind of sizing us up. But this one guy came up to us when we were halfway through our beers and said, you guys need to get the hell out of here. So <laughs> they, it was my dad and two other guys, one of the guys being like <laughs> this big old guy. Yeah. Um, my dad said, all right, let's go. So they finished their beers, they were walking out, and this guy opened the door, you know, the front door and said, before you go, we're going to beat your ass. <laughs> and my, my, my dad said that this buddy w- that he was with just cold clocked the guy right in yes. the face, like, and dropped. And then all the other guys were like, oh, okay, 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 go <laughs> <laughs> Go on, but uh, that's a thing too. I, I mean, as a as a musician, you usually roll in. You are the guest, right? You know? And and the biggest thing that bothers me, that annoys me about it is I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take your women. I'm not trying to like <laughs> ransack your town. I'm right. just trying to do my job and perform and give you entertainment, you guys too. Yeah. You know, like I mean, you do I give want- off that like pirate vibe, pillaging, <laughs> yeah. pillage and plunder the whole town with, with the goatee and the long hair <laughs> and the hats and the not showered for three days. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But it's like, man, if you only knew how much like we wanted to just entertain everybody there and 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 right. make it have a really good time, it's like, 
and Nick and I have talked about it before too. Like we go up and order food and we've been eating burgers every night for a month. And it's like, okay, maybe we should get a salad. Mm. But you get like judged for ordering a salad, you know, and it's like, (laughs) it's like, you know, you can't explain, you know, I've been, I've been drinking beer and eating burgers for an entire month. I just want a salad, please, you know, and I, and I get it, but it's like this. I think the biggest thing that bothers me overall is like not trying to get the backstory about what's going on. And I get that even too when I go through like fast food restaurants like I talked about in the beginning is I try to be super kind and like patient because I know that all the people that are running these service industry jobs, especially like they go through a lot of crap and they have like people that treat them really terribly just because Mm -hmm. they're serving them, you know, and you know, there's there's people like your girlfriend, Jake, who's managing a restaurant who still, even all the time that she's put in and her effort, she has to deal with people treating her like right. she doesn't know what she's doing. And, mm-hmm. and really, at the end of the day, she's just trying to make everybody happy, right. <laughs> you know, so she can go home and get some sleep. And, and, I, and I totally get it, but I think, you know, like Nick said, we're a part of that team when we play a show, like the bartenders, the venue owners, um, you know, we're, we become a part of that team for like one night and it's all about like trying to treat people right, but not taking shit. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a very difficult balance, you know, pleasing people, um, you know, if it's your everyday life and you're trying to please people, F that, you know, like that's not important, but it's hard when your job comes into play and you're trying to like help people enjoy their night or, you know, enjoy their product or their time. It's, it can be difficult to just let personalities come through and like forgive, (laughs) you know, really hard to just forgive on a daily basis. Right. I have a hard time with it. Yeah, I've never understood the whole like posturing thing. Like that's it definitely happened to me where you walk into somewhere and you just automatically feel like everybody is it's one thing to be you. paranoid, but you can definitely tell when everybody just like for some reason doesn't want you there. And like I've noticed this thing um like a few times this summer I would go to the pool at my apartment And people would just like kind of say things to me. People I've never met before would say things to me to like as if they wanted to get a rise out of me because they want to like fight the big guy or whatever at the pool. Like super, super cool because they're they're afraid I'm going (laughs) to like steal their girl or something. You know, there's like this constant, constant posturing that guys are doing. Like there was this one time I went to my neighbor's house to watch uh, the UFC fights, which like a bunch of dudes sitting around drinking, watching fighting as a sport is definitely, there's always like yeah. this kind of <laughs> tension in the air. Like it always kind of makes me uncomfortable, but I wanted to watch the fights cause I like UFC and I didn't yeah. want to pay for them. So there was, there was this guy there that none of us knew. He just like showed up and, uh, was like talking about like the guy who was fighting. He's like, I could kick that guy's ass, you know, like that guy, whatever. I'm like, dude, that is a professional fighter. And we were all telling him he's full of shit. And then he starts trying to pick fights with literally every one of us there that was bigger than him. Didn't say anything to the guys that were his, his size, but wanted to fight us that were like larger than him. And like, none of us gave it to him because it would not have been a good one. It's just not a good look, you know, like, but two, I just don't, I just don't understand that thing that guys have. Like if you're from a different town, like that's happened to me before too. I used to, I used to date this girl that when, when I was in college, she lived in a different town. And when I would go visit her, like we'd go out to the bars or something. And I made the mistake of wearing like an out of town shirt, you know, like they can always tell when you're not from there. And I always got like, 
comments from people. Like I remember I was walking up to her house once and these guys were sitting on their roof. This was like, you know, a bunch of frat guys. It was a frat house. I'm pretty sure <laughs> sitting on the roof, just like shouting at me. And I walk into her house. And I was like, your neighbors just like harassed me. And I don't even know what I did. <laughs> yeah. Why'd I get picked up? I had up? out of town plates. They saw me park and they started yelling at me. Like, I don't know, man. There's just this thing that people have where I feel like they have to, you know, piss on their territory to mark mark their territory or whatever. I don't get it. Yeah. He's going to hate. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a size up th- thing that is completely unnecessary. You know, I agree. I've, I've never, I've never walked into a place and thought to myself, I'd like to be the alpha male here. You know, no. I, 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 you know, I, I just don't want to cause any problems, and I want to enjoy my time. You know, if right. I have also been the guy that's been like, okay, I see the alpha male, and he is apparently has a problem with me because he keeps looking over here, and it's right. like, if I was someone else, I might throw hands, but I don't. <laughs> If I don't have you two there with me, then I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you know, I'd, I'd like to be able to go over to the guy at the bar and say, Hey, see those two guys over there. They Could said they want to beat ass. your ass, <laughs> 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 which might happen, but yeah. I've, I've just never had this like feeling of trying, you know, I, I get walking into a place and being like, I want to be confident. I'm totally confident with what I do but I I'm not trying to start any fights with anyone and I'm and I don't get what it is I mean maybe I have like a resting bitch face or something that I don't understand (laughs) that like when I'm sitting there drinking my beer in my own element that there's guys that are just like I'll look up and they're just looking at me yeah I think I have this I have this theory that like the the alpha male type, meaning the guy that is concerned about being the alpha in a room full of people, they're actually like way further down on the totem pole. And yeah. I think they can detect like true confidence and it's threatening to them. Right. Yes. Because that's like, that's happened to me before too, where like you're just always catching glances from the guy that's like the ringleader of this group of douchebags over across the room, you know, <laughs> because he's a, like he can sense that you don't care about dethroning him that's and that for thing. some true, reason bothers him. True confidence, or I would say like alpha male as bullshit as that saying is even, is just not caring. Right. You know, like about anything else, and that bothers them. Like, right? It bothers me that you don't care that I am here. Well, because everything <laughs> they've done in their entire life has been like, because of other, like, because they care about someone else. Like, they want yes. other people to respect it. So, if you yes. walk in and they can tell that you don't give a shit about who they are, not yeah. even, not even that you're like giving that off, but that you're no. only concerned about, like. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, man. Like I'm going to order my salad yeah. and I'm going to drink exactly. my cocktail. I'm not going to order a beer, you know, because that's what I like to do when I go to a, a place. They're like, and you, well, you usually look up like 40, 45 minutes into your time. there, like, oh, that guy hates me. <laughs> <laughs> that guy no, that I've never said a word to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're telling me we've rounded this episode out by saying that the thing that bothers us bothers us most is like other guys each other well just like (laughs) thinly veiled masculinity fragile masculinity yeah that's the word that is one of the things that bothers me the most so i'm glad that we ended with that just uh yeah just be yourself just do your thing man man. just let it go nobody cares what you're doing just go out have a good time enjoy your friends Mm -hmm. don't don't worry about anybody else i mean if you're looking for a girl or something, just get on Tinder, man. It, it, it ain't even worth it to try to go out and try to yeah. ape, ape some relationship with someone when you're... Also, that, the, competi- the competitive dating thing isn't a good look, and I, I feel oh like... Oh, my gosh. I feel like no one actually enjoys that. You know, when, you, when you feel like you have to, like, win a girl from a group of guys, it's not... This next... 
the next episode is going to be dating. <laughs> I don't I think any like of we, us are qualified. I, he looks worried. <laughs> I don't think we're going to do <laughs> He's He's shaking his head. Never mind. Anyone we'll save that for the, the premium episodes that people pay for. Episode 50. But when we are OnlyFans. We, yeah, we op- when we open our Patreon and our OnlyFans, I think we'll do <laughs> All right, guys. Well, episode 21, listening to us rant about things that piss us off. Hopefully you can relate to a few of them and feel seen. Otherwise, you know, if you're still here, we appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe, comment, write a review. If you haven't already, hit us up on Instagram at Similar Vein Podcast. Let us know some topics that you might want to hear. Drop a comment in the post for this episode and let us know what you thought of it. If it sucked, tell us that too so that we never do it again. Um, <laughs> until next time, we'll see you guys. See y'all. See y'all.